Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today, we have the very creative Lisa Evans with us. She is an award-winning Hollywood costume designer and private stylist. Lisa is a clothing for confidence expert out to revolutionize our relationship with getting dressed. Lisa, along with comedian Amy Schumer, created the Lee Cloud clothing line, as well as co-founded the Style Fund, an organization that works to empower women with clothing and ultimately to step out into the world with confidence. She is on a mission to change the narrative in the fashion industry, and we are so excited to have her with us today. Hello. Good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I am so excited to talk about fashion. Yeah, and I think a lot of people right now feel stuck right now when it comes to fashion because COVID, it was like no one was socializing, no one was going out. So for two years, they're just wearing sweatpants and hoodies. And now they're like, what's in now? Like, is this shit in my closet all gotta go? Like, what do I wear out now? And we're all like, we don't know. And we turn to our daughters who are like 18, like help. And they're like, oh, here, wear this shirt that's this big. And we're like, wait, no, because we're 46. So that's not appropriate. And so it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, it's that yeah. awkward age too, where you don't know if you, if you should shop at the same stores as your daughter, if that's not appropriate, or if you have to now cover your whole body because you know you're almost fifty. <laughs> it is so true. So many people are dealing with that same exact conundrum. I think it's kind of like this. There's a few things that we learned in COVID, which is where our comfort zone is. I think making the shift from wearing things out of duty is probably gone. So things that are uncomfortable, if high heels were your thing and you loved them, you probably still love them. If you always dreaded it, you probably still dread it. And now you are more unwilling to push yourself in that direction. Um, I do think that finding things that are comfortable and express yourself are kind of the two, you know, sort of pillars of what we do moving forward. So for example, um, I mean, I've always loved a maxi dress, you know, I just like, I like the vibe of it. I'm, you know, somewhat a seventies baby in terms of my style. I like things that have that sort of like, simplicity throw on a maxi dress it's got style built in and I lean more into that now I've always liked a little bit of a platform shoe because my husband is six foot five (laughs) and I'm only five seven so you know throwing that on with a maxi dress now just feels like that perfect mix for me because I'm expressing myself and I'm super comfortable and there's nothing binding, but it's sometimes there's a stretchy element to it. You know, all of those things, which are my sweatpant alternative for me, that makes me feel like, yeah, I'm ready to, you know, conquer the world. I'm ready to take it on. I also started realizing that um, there's a built-in elegance for me with silk. I love silk. I like to wear silk pajamas. I want to wear silk dresses. I just like silk. It feels like slinky and comfortable. So I'm leaning into that, you know, just finding those things that feel good to me and they're a form of expression, I think is the right direction to sort of go in because, you know, there are a certain amount of people that whenever they put on a pair of jeans, they feel good. You know, jeans oh. are their thing. <laughs> Every time I put on a pair of jeans, I'm like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. My husband will only wear like the paged jeans because he swears they're like the they're like sweatpants. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but there are there, you know, there is that thing for each of us where we're like, this feels good, it's comfortable. And I feel like I'm expressing myself. I think we're just, we're kind of in a, in a really great way, narrowing our choices mm-hmm. to create less chaos and less complications. And it really does simplify 
in that sort of what does to quote Marie Kondo, <laughs> but there is some elements to that that really do make sense of what sparks your joy. I've always been a person who doesn't believe in too many clothes anyway, because too much clutter creates chaos and chaos is just not a good state to be in. Whereas if you're wearing every single thing in your closet, you know, it looks good. You know, it feels good. You know, it's an expression of you. It's like, there's a good flow to it, you know? Yeah. Why do we keep those old things in our closet that you know you can't fit in, but it's in there because you loved it at one point. And it's not even in style anymore. <laughs> I know. There's a sentimental aspect yeah, to it, yeah. right? And I think keeping a certain amount of those things for those really brilliant moments in your life that when you look at it, it gives you a great feeling and a great instant mm-hmm. um, reflection and memory for the experience that you had that's okay. I think if you don't have that association with it, that's where it needs to go to a good home. You know, wait yeah. 10 minutes, it might be back in style. <laughs> also true. Because I feel that way about, you know, like flared jeans, you know, yeah. and my kids are like getting them again. And I'm like, wait, what? They're back? <laughs> well, and, yeah. I think that just through like this spiritual awakening and journey that Shannon and I have been on, we've done a lot of research on like synchronicities and things that have continued to happen over and over and over again. And, you know, like events in the world and how we're kind of just, we keep repeating these patterns and Mm -hmm. fashion kind of seems to be doing that as well. Like it goes away and then it comes back and it comes back kind of like, like, for example, the pandemic, you know, people were saying it was in a line with repeating itself from what, like a hundred years ago. And so it's funny because like the flared jeans and kind of the whole seventies vibe right now, like that 60s, seventies vibe is where we need to be. We need to go back to being more loving, being more kind, being more free, having more peace. People are going back to using marijuana and and psilocybin and kind of getting into this hippie vibe. And that's what we need. (laughs) Isn't that funny? So along came the fashion to match the age of Aquarius that they sang about back in the 60s. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it so true? I mean, one of the things I noticed the most during the pandemic is how much nature thrived. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty instantaneous. And I kept reading all of these articles about the dolphins in the Sea of Cortez. And then I would look out the window and it's like nature that's filled to the brim with birds chirping, which normally you don't see as many. And the flowers were blooming. I mean, it was such an instantaneous reset for nature. And I think that that was not lost on me whatsoever. And these synchronicities, you know, we are, I completely agree in this like sort of crazy pattern of X number of years. We're on the hamster treadmill. We reached the crescendo and we're back on the again and again. And I do think that we as a collective need to get a lot more loving towards one another. And you know, we can't always do that without first loving ourselves. And this whole fashion thing, you know, needs to kind of be reframed. We need to discuss proportion versus size. You know, proportion is so unique to each one of us. It's like our, you know, fingerprint. It's like our retina. We're all unique in this way. Two people, the exact same height and size, don't necessarily wear the same size because one person's super curvy, the other person's more straight up and down. The other person has a long torso. The other person's got long legs, this and that, but technically they wear the same size, but that's where, where size doesn't really matter because proportion says, you know, I look great in something that's fitted in the waist, as you said, you know, that you are smaller in the waist. It's like, and the other person's like, I look better in something that's a little bit looser in the waist. You know, we're all unique, but it doesn't mean that there's no right or wrong in this proportion thing, because it's like saying one flower is better than the other. I mean, they're all great. You know, they're all beautiful in their own unique way. One has, you know, pink on the petals and the other one has kind of a more of a red and the other one has like 
a slight, you know, more lavender tone. It's like, yes, they're all gorgeous, you know, and that's kind of where if we can reframe fashion as something that's working for us and we feel good on a daily basis because we've all got to get dressed every day, which is, you know, easier said than done. But I think that there's a real kind of personal formula for us. You know, we all have our own routine. You know, some person gets up immediately, brushes their teeth, washes their face, takes a shower, you know, does it. another person is having their coffee first and then brushing their teeth. You know, we, we each person has their own routine and this getting dressed needs to be part of just that daily routine that we do it in a way that works for us, that we feel good, we feel confident, we feel calm and we feel like we're expressing ourselves and we're ready to connect. And more of that ultimately leads to this place where we're happier. And when we're happier, we're kinder. And we're able as a collective at that point to make some real change. And that when these opportunities arise for the collective to band together, to do something for the greater good, we're ready. Yeah. I really do think that it has to start with this thing because most of the time when someone's uncomfortable or they feel like a lack of self-worth, self-love, you know, all of these things can kind of be remedied when we take a moment to reflect on who we truly are as a person, what our real purpose and or dharma is on this planet and get kind of clear about how to approach each day from that perspective. Because I think that a lot of us, unfortunately, by necessity, are in a little bit of that mindset, which is just like work home, work home, work yeah. home. But then that's what also would happen in the pandemic, right? Because we were like home, and they're like, wait a minute, what makes me happy again? What do I like to do again? Who am I again? How do I connect with my family again? You know, all these really important questions. It never surprises me. Like before we got on with you, I, you know, I, I have been obviously looking at your website, looking at your Instagram and I do love fashion, but I was like, how are we going to tie this in as far as, cause we're, we're a pretty spiritual podcast. We talk about some crazy shit. We talk about all kinds of stuff. And so what you just said, it, it it's so perfect and it totally aligns with us where we always talk about finding your purpose and self-love and worth. And it's so awesome. The universe always gives us guests like you who just fit in perfectly. <laughs> I'm so glad, you know, honestly, it's not dissimilar to a meditation practice because you're taking a little bit of time to focus on the inside you and helping yourself create new neural pathways to look at things a bit differently. And if you were to look at this whole process of understanding how fashion and clothing relates to your well-being, then at that point, you can use it as another tool to change your neural pathway and your experience with everybody you come into contact with, but mm. first and foremost with yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, we haven't been taught that. Nobody said, oh, hey, here's how you're going to do it. We were taught how to brush our teeth when we were little, mostly by the dentist. You know, <laughs> you start going to the dentist. We were taught anything about, you know, certain kinds of health and in school, there's all these different forms of education that we're meant to learn how to do a particular thing. Yeah. We're meant to learn how to add up numbers and, but we're not taught how to get ourselves dressed every day, which is something we have to do every single day, sometimes multiple times a day in our life. Why mm -hmm. are we not taught about that? Saying like mindfully doing this, like, yeah. does this reflect me on the inside what I'm about to wear? Is it comfortable? Is it feeling good on me inside and out when you're choosing what you're going to wear? 
you know, let's just say you have a, a busy week. I mean, I have a busy week every single week, pretty much, you know, because I'm really out there trying to help people with this whole process because it can be very debilitating. I have mm-hmm. had clients who are billionaires that have told me, oh, well, we don't go to parties because we don't know what to wear. Oh, I truly think it can be very inhibiting for a happy life because they question their choices. They question their ability to wear something that will feel truly like them, you know, Mm. to be able to connect with people. I think that the process needs to be something that, you know, you have a busy week, you're kind of, you know, in the beginning while you're getting used to the new process, you know, you're practicing, maybe you spend 30, 45 minutes with yourself in your closet in front of the mirror, trying on things going, yes, this feels good. And this looks good. This is going to be great to support my week. I do that myself when I have a busy week or when I'm going on a trip so that I know that I've got it. I don't even have to think twice about it after that. It's a short amount of time to focus on something, to not get yourself into a high stress situation. And it's preemptively, you know, putting together the things that are really going to support you during a particular time. And especially more so than ever, when you're in a transition moment, you know, mm-hmm. you've just had children, you just got a new job, you just moved to a new city. Things like this affect our ability to know immediately what works again in that moment. So we have to sometimes reinvent what it is that makes us feel good in that moment. Just like we just came out of the pandemic. We need to reinvent what it is that we like to wear again. You know, we started sort of with that, like, what do we wear now? And I think if we looked at it with this mindful approach, we could also then (laughs) use the formula. And this is my formula and it works every time, you know, for everybody type, it does has absolutely nothing to do with size. It has everything to do with us and our proportion and our happy, healthy sense of self, which yeah. is when you put on a top and a bottom and they feel good, the shirt is the right length, the right width, the bottoms, the right length, the right width, the right feel, you might be a tactile person. You like a certain kind of fabric. When you put on those pieces, the sum of those two pieces are what's known as your silhouette, right? The outside shape. If you're looking at your, say your shadow on the wall, that's the silhouette, right? The sum of these two parts is absolutely crucial information because you're like, wait, now I know what kind of tops I like. I like a top that is long sleeve, really fitted, but not tight through the tummy, let's say. I like it to hit right on my hip bone. Well, now we know that's the top for you. I maybe like something that's three quarter length, fitted through the bust, but a little bit fuller through the hip and the belly. You know, that's kind of an A-line shape. Okay, that's the shape for me. And when you start to learn what your shapes are, and then you learn what your silhouette is, getting dressed becomes so much easier because you know what you need to buy. You know what the pieces are. You could turn that same shirt, depending on what your bottom is. Maybe your bottom is like your favorite pant is your leggings, you know, your workout leggings. Your favorite pant is a baggy pair of sweats. That tells us a lot. You know, you like something narrow, you like something a little bit looser on the bottom. So when you start to understand those shapes, tops and bottoms, you can then recreate that, whether, you know, it's a dress or it's a coat or it's, you know, all these different things, you understand your shape and your shape is your shape. It's based on proportion. So then you find all the things in your closet and you're like, you know, if I just had some more of tops that were kind of like this, oh, well, that becomes my sort of daily uniform. I get dressed really easily. Some are short sleeves, some are three quarters, some are long, some are high neck, some are a V-neck. You know, you start to learn things about yourself of where your comfort zone is. 
And then from that point, you're like, I know my shapes. I know my silhouette. Shopping becomes a little bit more fun. It doesn't become so overwhelming. And yeah, are there exceptions to the rule? Sure. But that's, you know, a little bit more advanced styling of oneself. You know, I want everyone to be their own best stylist. I want you to say like, this shirt is my favorite shirt. It feels so good. I always feel effortless in my approach to my day as a result of wearing this. At that point, (laughs) I went out and found some incantation or, you know, version of it that really was very similar. And now getting dressed is like pretty easy. You know what you reminded me, you know, in the movie, The Grinch, when Jim Carrey's like going back and forth, trying on different clothes. And he was like, that's it. I'm not going. But how many times have people said that even I say that of jokes sometimes, I'm not even aware I'm not going. I have an entire closet full of clothes that I don't like. This is like huge for me right now. I'm about ready to just take it all out and like get in there. Keep the ones that look good on me. Why would I keep the ones that don't fit my body just because they're pretty? Yeah. And also finding when you do find those things, mm-hmm. you know, you have like, you stand taller, you smile more, <laughs> you're like in perfect alignment with, you know, your interior self and your exterior self and like you're present, that you're there, you're ready to enjoy the experience. And I mean, if you want to get hippy dippy about it, guys, like I do think genuinely it is all of our personal responsibility to find the joy in our lives in order to create a collective consciousness of joy because the world is so hard and this is one way that we can capture getting into better alignment with ourselves to capture the joy because you know if we're in a bad mood you know how that affects those around us it's impossible for it not to I love that and also I know I've said this before when we were talking with someone about like feng shui and picking out your furniture and everything, but also I've always found it extremely interesting that I'm attracted to a color and the color is telling me that that's what I need in my life. Like when reds are sticking out to me, all of a sudden, every, I walk into a store, it's because I'm, I need to be rooted. I think the chakra system is a, is beautiful as well when you if you're going to be mindful to picking out a shirt like today I'm feeling really out there my mind is racing you know what maybe I'll throw on this red shirt to help me to just remember to get rooted today and to feel more rooted in myself mm-hmm. so color I mean color is is so important color to is color is huge you know first and foremost I sort of there's sort of steps to get a, down the road with this right step one is don't worry about color start with shape and, and silhouette, right? Step two is worry about color, <laughs> you know, and think about color and, and what colors make you feel this effortless sense of self. That's different for everyone, you know, and, and a lot of it is like, what color is your hair? What color are your eyes? What, you know, what color is already part of your outfit without the clothes themselves, you know? So it's like, if you have an expanse of shocking blonde hair or a large amount of really dark hair, that's part of your look, you know? And if you're wearing it back, it changes the look. If you're wearing it down, it changes the look. You know, so much of even leaning into color starts with what do I have that's playing with the color? Here's a good color sort of theory that I help people with initially when using it is there are two true neutrals and only two really one's like a medium gray and the other one is like a medium camel. Those two colors are so basic and neutral that any color under the sun you put with one of those two colors that color is always the dominant. So you take like that medium gray, people think, oh, black is a neutral. When in reality, when you're looking at black and red together, they're both so strong, you know, black's not a neutral, 
But when you look at that sort of like medium gray, the reds like popped bright yellow, you know, bright orange, bright purple, bright green, bright anything is always the dominant to those two true neutrals. At that point, I personally like to play tone on tone. That's an easy way to get started, you know, with playing with color. Tone on tone can be red and burgundy. It can be pink and red. It can be like a lighter green and a darker green, a medium blue and a dark blue. You know, so you're playing with your true neutral and then you're playing tone on tone. This is a way to get started. From that point, this is some advanced styling, (laughs) is like understanding tone of color. So that's why like I could put purple, green and red together in an outfit and it will look amazing because I'm understanding that the tone and the value of the color is all working tonally together. So, you know, there's interesting things about color and how color relates to us. If you're a person who, whenever you put on red, you feel rooted, as you said, you know, try playing with it with camel and gray as your neutral. And you might get to the point where red is on the regular for you. You know, red's like in your daily everything. There are some denims, like a blue denim, that can fit kind of into that gray zone too, which can be a neutral with red. But interestingly, it's not a neutral with like bright purple or bright green. It's a funny thing. Really, the only two true neutrals are this like medium gray and this medium camel. I personally am such a person who loves neutrals. When I wear like camel and cream and black combo, I'm just like zenned out over here. (laughs) I don't know. It just works for me. It just makes me feel like it makes me feel good. Were you fashionable like growing up? How did you get to where you are today? you know, kind of an interesting combination. So my mother was a fashion designer. She was a jewelry designer. And then she was a fashion designer when I was young. And, you know, I learned osmosis, right? You know, so much from her as I was growing up. And I just always had a knack for it. I understood it. I understood how it influenced and affected our lives. I can remember even being 12 or 13 years old and like loving being in her store and like helping people find clothes that, that made them happy. I can remember that. When I got into doing film, I found that I actually really missed that one-on-one connection of how clothing could help someone feel just joyful. Interestingly, uh, I had a health crisis in my thirties, I got cancer and my body was like, and (laughs) I do not want you to work 24 seven on movie sets anymore. So, you know, you need to keep the balance. And so I got that message really clearly. And I just thought like, what, what do I love doing besides for film that, you know, would be a good career for me. And I remembered it and it just, it just happened so quickly. It has just kept the balance for me in a completely different way. And so now in some weird ways, I look back, you know, and I think I'm so grateful for having had that health crisis at the time in which I did to be able to A, recover from it, but B, make a shift in, in what I was supposed to be doing, you know? So yeah. And it's just grown. I started to recognize things that I had. I saw the pattern and things, you know, really I did. I was like, Oh, wow. That seems to be a good approach. People seem to get really comfortable really quickly, you know, because we all have a certain amount of, built-in insecurities from whether they're from uh, epigenetics, you know, they're saying that your cellular memory goes 13 generations back. 
So some of these memories and ideas might not even be our own per se. So in that case, like we have some of these built-in things that are just insecurities or questions to ourselves. And I started to recognize, oh, categorically people get comfortable when I do X or Y. And then once they see themselves and they understand what creates this kind of like what I say, elongation, elongation is like, it's literally like the line that runs from the top of your head to your feet down the center of your body. When that line is longer based on ratio and proportion than the horizontal line, immediately people get comfortable. Oh, I need to elongate my chakras right now because I'm 5'3". <laughs> so I need to be elongated. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Isn't it so coincidental, as you say, synchronistic, that this elongation, which is literally in complete and total alignment with the chakras, is the thing that makes us feel our best self. I was looking on your site and actually glasses were something that I think a lot of people have fun working with as far as fashion. Glasses are so hard for me to find. Like I have the hardest time buying glasses. I have a high forehead. I mean, I have a bigger head. You know, I I always have to like buy men's hats and So Shanna can go online and just order glasses and they show up at her house and they look amazing. I have to go stand in the store for like hours and hours, but I I thought it was fun. I saw a little story or, or something on your website where you're talking about glasses and you find that a lot of people will wear like some, let's just say I'll use the word basic because, and then just pop their personality with their glasses. I love that. It's so true. I mean, I have a bunch of glasses. The problem is like, okay, so I can't see far without my glasses. But I can't see close with my glasses. <laughs> I need to take off my glasses. <laughs> okay, so now they have, because that's how I am, they have the in-betweens. Yeah. You know, Mandy made a really good point, and I was thinking about this. Like, a lot of people order clothes online. It's hard yeah. to fit your body when, you know, you're just picking it off of a website. Well, here's a really good trick for that. Let's just do it for you guys right now. We'll debunk it all. Okay, who wants to start? I can start. So tell me the last time you wore something that you really felt great in. It could be anything. Just tell me Tell me what that was. Start with the top and then tell me the bottom. Or if it was a dress or if it was, you know, jumpsuit or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, I actually really do like jumpsuits right now. Yeah. Because, you know, first of all, they hide any like curvage, right, that may stick out if it's too tight. So I do. I really do like jumpsuits right now. Like the loose ones and then wearing a cute tank top underneath it. I like that. So what kind of shape was the jumpsuit? What did it like? What kind of fabric was it? What was the shape of it? Was it long sleeve, short sleeve? What was the vibe? It was like a kind of like a tank top, you know, Okay. but it was very, it was loose. It was kind of like a linen. Okay. And it, was, it was flowy and roomy, which I like right now too, because I'm going through like perimenopause and I'm like constantly having hot flashes. And so like that little air going through, it feels really good right now. It feels good. And it looked good, you know, yeah. and I felt like it looked good. It didn't like make my ass look good or anything necessarily, <laughs> but I felt that it looked good and, and I felt good in it. I felt like it matched my vibe and yeah. it's comfortable. Well, so what I hear is you like something that's lightweight fabric mm-hmm. and that is something that you're comfortable wearing a tank top. That's a big one. Yeah. And bare arms works for you and something that's not too tight and it's just kind of like sort of straight. Think about that same jumpsuit shape, how you could get a really nice little flowing pair of um, pants, elastic waist with a tank top that wasn't too tight. You could do a skirt like that. You can do a dress like that. I think what's working for you in this way is that you're comfortable to be bare sleeved because some people are and some people aren't, you know, just depending on where they're at. I think that gives you a lot of opportunity to wear things because you are showing a certain amount of skin that, you know, you can wear a little bit more of flow. 
you know? So now we're just with that shape, we can lean into, you know, what you're looking for. Nothing that's too tight at this moment. So drawstring pant, drawstring skirt, flowing dresses, sleeveless tank tops, you know, you kind of have a bunch of different things you could shop for now, you know what you're looking for. And so you're just narrowing the choices and you're making it less of a stab in the dark and more of a conscious decision to order these eight items. You're going to try them on, see how they work. It's just recognizing what that is, you know? Yeah. When you pointed out how I would maybe like those kind of flowy kind of drawstring pants, I do. Like that would be my second thing that I would say that recently I wore that I felt very comfortable in. You know, you don't have to question or like create more (laughs) complications than that. You can just go directly for that. Just go directly for it. That's what's working for you right now. That's what feels good. And, you know, reassess at a different time. We, we all need that opportunity. I have a really similar thing, which is I love, I was telling you about this silk idea, right? I love the lightweight nature of it, right? So I couldn't find the exact same silk skirt that I had fallen in love with. So I went to the fabric store. I mean, this is my job, right? But I went to the fabric store and I bought six different colors of silk fabrics and I just copied the skirt because I just was like, I'm so comfortable in this. I just want this every single day. Every color. Yeah. Yeah. Mandy, let's tell me about you. I'm actually going through a very difficult stage with clothing. Because I put on like 20 pounds and when I put on weight, it's really in my uh, chest area. So my boobs are like bigger than normal and I'm not loving my arms. You know, I need to start doing some triceps. So I'm trying to find like, okay, something I felt comfortable in recently was a t-shirt with like a cute blazer over it and some jeans. Yeah, I do like flare jeans. I do love the high-waisted ones. But yeah, I'm kind of in this weird spot right now where it's like kind of hard because my body's changing as I get older and it's not as toned. So I want something that will cover up my arms, but also I feel like sometimes when I put something on and it's too tight around my breasts, then it makes me look heavier than I am. And also probably the reverse of that too. Something that's mm -hmm. too big also is not fitting right. So I call this skim technology. Things that skim are not too tight and they're not too big. They follow your shape without, you know, being too close to your shape. Um, So, you know, like something with a bit of a sleeve, the t-shirt. And so this is weird too, but my whole life I've had problems breathing. Um, I have really bad asthma and like trauma around that. So I can't have anything tight around my neck at all. It completely freaks me out. Yeah, I get that. So a lower neck t-shirt, that kind of shape comes in a lot of different versions now, whether it's a stretchy silk shirt that comes with a lower neck, longer sleeve, either short sleeve, elbow, three quarter, you know, wrist comes in, you know, like a thicker knit, you know, things. So, you know, if you looked at the shape of your t-shirt, if you just literally put it down, like on a flat surface and you were just to look at that shape and you use that shape as your template for what you're looking for buying online, it comes in a lot of different ways, Mm -hmm. you know? It comes anything from, you know, a double knit, which is like kind of a little bit of a thicker fabric to the thin t-shirt knit, to the silk knit, to the, you know, all these different, you know, variations and looking for something that has a little bit of lycra, a little bit of stretch in whatever it is that you're buying will Mm -hmm. be guaranteeing that it won't be too big in shape, you know, and also let's not ever worry about size. Let's just try on the size that works for us and know that proportionally, because this is really true, we don't know who the fit model was. We don't know if they were busty. Yeah. For all we yeah. know, they were an A cup. We don't know. Yeah. So of course the size would not match up. 
one year they might use a fit model that was an A cup. The next year they use the fit model that was a C cup. So you're like, oh, now suddenly this smaller size fits me. You know, sometimes it's not even having to do with size as we know it, you yeah. know, so because true. it's based on, it's based on fit models. I mean, they need to use someone to help them understand how to grade right. the patterns. So we know the shape of the shirt. Tell me about the jacket. Was the jacket, did it have a little stretch to it? Was it very structured? Was it, it you know? It was kind of just, um, yeah, it, it came in at the waist. Um, I, I can't do, you know, full sleeves because they're always too short. Cause I'm like six foot tall and my arms are long. Yeah. So I always have Lucky. to nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's my problem is I can never find anything that after I wash it, it you know, the jeans are always too short. The sleeves are always too short. So, um, yeah. and I have a long torso, so it, you know, and then skirts or dresses are always too short. <laughs> But I, you know what you were saying, it's like, if I were to find this perfect cut t-shirt, I'm the type that would just go buy it in like every color. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that too. Well, yeah. this is the thing is that, you know, you can get really discerning because you're looking for something so specific. So, you know, you like a little bit of flare in your jean fitted, but a little flare. So that can be a pretty, in terms of stretchy world, that can be kind of a pretty stretchy, like pencil-y skirt, but it's not, but in a skirt it's, and it's stretchy, it's comfortable, you know? So you're looking when it hits um, online, a model, you know, you're looking as like this person's five foot 10 or five foot 11, and it hits them mid calf down. You're golden in terms of, you know, the pants, you know, what your inseam is, you know, you're looking like, oh, these jeans, actually their natural inseam is 33. How perfect for me. You know, this natural inseam is 30. That is not going to work unless I want a crop jean. You know, you start to like recognize, like, I like this shape, maybe like it's small A-line, maybe it's like in a skirt, it's more narrow, but it's stretchy in the pant, it's got like a slight A-line because there's a big difference between a wide leg pant and an A-line shape. For you, it really sounds like, you know, this A-line shape is the right one because it's still narrow through the hip and the butt and the thigh, you know? And so, and you want something that's cut in a little bit. You don't want anything too boxy on top. Yes. You know, and you do have a lot of height So, you know, you really can find these very simple shapes, just like you were talking about Mm -hmm. the simple shapes and pop it with like a great pair of glasses or a cool necklace or a thing. And just like, you're starting to see like, oh, maybe this is my comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. That right there is my comfort zone. Some flared jeans with a cute top and call it a day. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what I would do even look at this top as you're looking at, um, to frame a picture on the wall, you know, you're laying it down on a flat surface. You're looking at the, at the shape, Mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of measuring what that is, like the height, the width. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And you go online even, and you start to look at for those kinds of shapes. You're like, oh, and this has, you know, 3% stretch in it that has 5% stretch. You start to find your things. You're like, the shape looks good. The measurements match up pretty easily Mm -hmm. and it has three to 5% stretch golden, really a little more discerning, you know, about what you're looking for. That's what I was just going to say. I'm going to say the one thing that I'm really getting out of this conversation today is honestly mindfulness. When I shop, I'm usually in a hurry. It's like, I'm not being mindful to like laying it down and actually looking at it. So I need to look at it as more as an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a friend who's very mindful about shopping. She looks at like the thread count. She looks at like the fabric. She looks at the seams, like she inspects it. And it's like an experience watching her shop. (laughs) She's like that with her girls too. For me, it's just like fly by the seat of my pants. And the reality is I would love to have five amazing shirts that I was mindful to buying and not wasting money than the 20 that I just bought on the fly and they look like shit. 
Yeah. And honestly, we don't need a lot of clothes. We just need the clothes that support us to be our best selves. And if that's five of that same shirt and every time you wear it, you feel good. That is what is right for you. We don't need more than that. You know, we don't need to be recreating it. I mean, if we have a very artistic job and we need to kind of like flaunt our fashion on a daily basis, that's a different story. But most people don't have those kinds of jobs. Most people who have those jobs work in fashion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I think even people who work in fashion, they sometimes struggle. They're like, oh, what is it? You know, I feel this pressure. And I really do think, you know, now that you know, sort of both know what you're looking for, it would be a fun experiment. I'm not even saying spend, you know, hours upon hours upon hours, but like spend one hour, I'm going do, to. A little, do a little shopping online, pick out those pieces, either online or in person, pick out what you think is a good collection of pieces, spend a little time with yourself in the mirror and ask yourself the question, is my vertical line, are my chakras in alignment with this, with this outfit, or is there a horizontal line that's dominant? Like which color is dominant? You know, you can just start to ask yourself these questions. You learn so much about yourself and then you, you know what you're looking for and just keeping it simple because I think that's where we're all at at this point coming out of the pandemic and all the stuff that's been going on in the world. It's like, We don't have time. And in some ways, it's irresponsible to be unhappy in the collective at this juncture in the world we're living in. We recently had on a guest, too, that was talking about fabric and like all the chemicals that are in these fabrics and how we wear these bras that number one, actually do the opposite of what we want because the muscles aren't being used. And so because the bras just support you. So eventually, you know, you're going to have. Um, some sagging, but also the chemicals that are in bras and talking about cancer, you know, I started realizing um, like bamboo fabric is so amazing and it's, it doesn't have a lot of those chemicals in it. So I think people are shifting towards being more mindful, not only about the clothes, but what is in the clothes too. Absolutely. It's so important. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we're really in a moment where a lot of people are talking about sustainability and fashion and just how this affects our environment and Mm -hmm. understanding that like there has to be a new way to dye jeans because the dyes and the water consumption is not sustainable Mm -hmm. you know so there has to be a new way bras are the perfect example because it's even true that certain padding and stuffing, whether it's in bras or it's in, you know, our bedding or it's in, you know, some of these things have chemicals known to cause cancer. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have got to stop utilizing things that is known to cause cancer. You know, whether it's the fabric that they use for pajamas for children You know, remember there was that whole like uh, the dyes and or the fabrications, not fire retardant. It's so complicated, but we all need to going forward, make these conscious choices that we're going to do the best Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to think it through further. It's like, I love the fact that they are starting to grow mushrooms for what looks like leather products. Yeah, Actually, some of the high-end luxury market mm-hmm. are starting to build leather goods with this mushroom leather. And there's just so much opportunity to make conscious change and conscious choices mm-hmm. that are going to be for the greater good. And I, I mean, I am 100%, you know, on that bandwagon for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you seeing that at all, like in Hollywood, like with people, are, um, actors and actresses, are they becoming more conscious to that as well? Yeah, I mean, I think we all are, you know, yeah. you know, it's complicated because we don't necessarily have all of those options at this juncture. 
in fashion, none of us do. But while you're shopping, a lot of times now they're putting a sustainability tag on certain items. And you're like, oh, if this pair of jeans that I like just as much as that pair of jeans is being made in a more sustainable way, i.e. water consumption and dye, I think I'm going to choose the sustainable one. We have to all just start to make those choices so that the manufacturers are able to make those choices to -hmm. give us further options going forward. I love that. We just had on Emmy not so long ago talking about, you know, her just creating those lines, you know, just having everybody be able to have cute clothes. I have definitely seen a change in that and thank God. But it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has been such a long time coming. I find it insane personally. This is, and I've actually talked to Emmy briefly about this. She's so lovely. The fact that we're still talking about two separate collections Mm -hmm. and separate stores. I mean, they're basically saying if you wear above a 14, you can't go to a particular store. It's crazy. That is insane. I mean, we need to have all sizes of all the brands in all the stores. Yes. I mean, there shouldn't be one store for one size and one store for another size. And, and on top of it, you know, the way that they do, and this is, uh, this is my personal feeling. So the way that they grade the pattern. So let's say, you know, it's proportion and ratio, right? So it's like a size zero, the size two is X number of taller, wider, et cetera. Then the four and they keep going up and so on and so forth, all the way up to size 12. Most brands only go to 12 and on occasion, a brand will go to 14 and now they're pushing it a little bit going to a 16. But the problem is, is that when a brand starts oftentimes at say a 14, they're starting with a different ratio to make things as they go bigger. So it's a, it's a larger percentage of taller and wider. So the fit starts to become too big. Especially for bigger breast people. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a whole thing. It just, it, we need to rethink overall how we're doing it and grading of the patterns is a key the two things I think that are key are that all sizes for all brands are available in all stores and second to that that the manufacturing practices are grading the patterns as such that it's one continuous line from zero to whatever that is you know, whether that's a 24, a 26, a 28 or a 40, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think it's important again, that we like, if we're happy and Mm -hmm. we feel confident, Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that just the most attractive thing ever? Absolutely. You know, where, where someone's just feeling good And Mm -hmm. so, and they're happy. And as a result, they are kind, Mm -hmm. like this whole fashion thing. I'm like, it's a revolution. It could change the world. You know, I saw a picture of you with um, Amy Schumer Mm -hmm. and she's like, I I admire her so much because she just, I mean, she's very raw, obviously. (laughs) She just, I mean, she puts pictures of herself like uh, naked on Instagram. I mean, she is like, seems very confident in herself and it shows through her personality. And I love, that's the main thing I love about her. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just so refreshing to see someone who is not trying to with smoke and mirrors, make their life seem different or better than it is, but like, Hey, we're all human. You know, it's like, today is a great day. I'm like really feeling it. Today is like, today is not my favorite day. I didn't sleep well or something mm-hmm. happened or, you know, it's like, yeah. we're yeah. supposed to be a little bit more 
honest with one another. Authentic. And, yeah. yeah. You know, I feel like there's a lot more that goes into choosing people's clothes than, than the regular public realizes. I think there's some psychology that goes into it too. For example, when I saw you on the cover with someone, you were wearing that red, black, and cream. And the first thing I thought when I saw you guys on there was strong women you know, because that's, that was kind of the vibe I got looking at you guys in those colors. I mean, do you think there's, is there psychology that goes into choices for these people that are going to be standing in front of the world? I mean, absolutely. There's psychology that goes into just getting ourselves dressed on a daily basis Mm -hmm. all the way to the red carpet. Did you happen to see Amber Heard was like wearing specific clothes during the trial with Johnny Depp, that was so fucking with his head, I am sure, because they were triggered on like, you know, um, like nicknames they called each other of certain parts of movies and actor, you know, an actress and an actor they used to call each other. I can't remember which one. But then she was also like wearing similar clothes as him. And I was just like, oh, my God, talk about my fucking somebody with your clothes. <laughs> I mean, you know, my sister-in-law is visiting from Spain because my older brother yeah. and his family live in Spain and I have not been watching the trial whatsoever. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I don't really get too into like the celebrity gossip or whatever. Right. I, mean, I am just a person who's like, everybody do you yeah. <laughs> don't really yeah. have an opinion about it. But my sister-in-law is hilarious in her extremely thick Spanish accent. Oh. Chica, have you seen Johnny Deep and Amber Heard? You know, I mean, she's so funny, Ava, my sister-in-law, and she's so she told me this whole thing. Yeah, and I just thought, wow, like the power of suggestion in clothing. Wow, you know, just trying to create a certain amount of unease for each other with the clothing I mean it's kind of surprising it did interest me actually after she mentioned it Uh, but I I also at the same time was like like the depths that people will go to so you know I only know these things because I have kids 25 and 23 and they're always sending me funny clips because they know Johnny Depp's my generation and and yeah. so I was cracking up and then one of them, I mean, she had her hair done, like, you know, totally messing with him. I'm sure, you know, it was like, you know, something between me and you that I know and you know, and yeah. right. was, so I guess, I guess that psychology piece. Shanna, this is so random, but you know how you always tell me Ethan has like sensory issues. So her son is like, um, he's autistic. <laughs> autistic they should have autistic kids be fit models because they will call you out on anything that's uncomfortable (laughs) that actually is such a good point and it's remember that whole movie truth that was about truth and advertising yeah wouldn't that be so great if there was actually people who could just be a bit more honest and give us the full truth of things. Yeah, oh, they will. Cause they're, they're but, all sold. Yeah. yeah. They're all sold. No ego. So they're not going to yeah. sit there. They don't give a shit about what it looks like. They care yeah. about comfort, comfort, comfort. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't ask him if your butt looks big in something. <laughs> Unless yeah. you want to hear the truth. Isn't that so true? Well, it was nice yeah. to meet you, Lisa. It's been it was such so nice to meet you. <laughs> if people want to learn more about you, can you tell them about where they can find you? Shout out your website. Yes, absolutely. You can find me at lisaevans.com, my website. And it's L-E-E-S-A-E-V-A-N-S. Also find me at Lisa Evans Style on Instagram or Twitter, Facebook. And I'm definitely like looking forward to connecting with people. Absolutely. Uh-huh. You're very talented and you're very soulful. You brought a lot of just authenticity today. We so appreciate that. That's amazing. Thank you I both. Know. I really it's enjoyed so that. fun. I can't wait to go shop for t-shirts now online. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. I like it. I would say that we need to reframe what fashion means to us and create a new pathway to finding the clothes that make us feel truly good inside and out and utilizing this formula of shape 
plus silhouette, proportion versus size. We've got it. Take personal responsibility for our joy and get out there and create a better collective consciousness. I love it. I, I always make sticky notes of things that people say when we have guests on and you made a sticky note. I put you the shape, the silhouette and choose things that support how you feel and how you want to be. I love it. Thank you. Thank you both so much. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.